All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Back in the beginning of December, when I had surgery, I sat down and started to do some reading in sort of my recovery period. And I said to myself, you know, I really miss this. I want to do it more. I'm going to make it wasn't a, it wasn't a New Year's resolution because it was beginning of December. And it just said, I'm going to read a book a week and let's just go ahead and do that. And this is book number eight. And uh, here we are with Rick's reading list is what's come out of it. And the book this uh, week is called When the Leadership Hits the Fan. Or maybe it's a different word rather than leadership because the P on the end is actually an asterisk. So that asterisk at the end suggests that perhaps bad leadership is what he's talking about, that when that hits the fan, how global concepts can influence hard choices and inspire greatness by Nick Vizaka. Mr. Vizaka is a CEO here in the healthcare industry uh, in Western Pennsylvania in the Pittsburgh area. He grew up in South Oakland, was... uh, from Italian immigrants and grew up uh, not too far away from the likes of uh, Bruno San Martino and Dan Marino and Andy Warhol in South Oakland. I mean, that's the neighborhood that he grew up in. He says when he was five years old and when he went to school, he was bullied even as a kindergartner because his mother, who was a seamstress, had made his clothes for him and he didn't know enough English that he would be able to do well in school. As a matter of fact, tells a story in the book that Mrs. Wolf, his kindergarten teacher, passed out a test. And basically what you had to do, there were 26 things that were on there, pictures. And what you needed to do to find out how well you could identify those things and also how well you knew your letters was that you needed to put down the first letter of the word that it was. So you see a picture of a, of a dog, and you're supposed to write the letter D. So Nick just goes through this. He figures he's the first one done. He's getting extra credit on this test, turns it in, gives it to Mrs. Wolf, figures that he's going to go to the head of the class. He's going to be in great shape. And three days later, Mrs. Wolf calls his parents and said, we need to have a conference. And he brings them in. Nick comes in. His parents come in. They sit down with Mrs. Wolf. His dad was a Port Authority bus driver trying to support the family, but knew a little bit of English from being a bus driver, enough to know that when Mrs. Wolf said he didn't get any of them right, not a single one. And his dad says, let me see the test. And he takes it and he looks at it and he smiles and he said, he got them all right. At which point Nick says, well, Mrs. Wolf is obviously thinking that not only am I an idiot, but my dad's an idiot too, because we both failed this kindergarten test. And his dad stops and hands the test back to him and says, the first letter of every word is the first letter of Italian for those pictures. He was taking the test in his mind in Italian, writing the letter for the Italian word for dog, which may not have been D, and failed the test. So that gives you an idea of the background that he's coming from. Nick is looking at leadership as being something that is almost based on how we as a country and we as a world judge economies. He's saying that if we can look at the gross domestic product rankings, the United States is number one, China is number two, Japan is number three, Germany is number four, down through the United Kingdom, India, France, Italy, Canada, South Korea. Okay, let's also... On the other side, look at the 10 happiest countries in the world. 
Finland, Iceland, Denmark, Switzerland, Netherlands, Sweden, Germany, Norway, New Zealand, Austria. The only one that is on both lists is Germany. That just because the United States is really, really good at producing things and does very, very well in that economic indicator does not necessarily lead to happiness. And his question is that we as leaders, are we happy because we're successful or are we and our companies successful based on whether or not we are happy? No journey is perfect, he says, but the ability to look at yourself, evaluate your strengths, and recognize your weaknesses is significant. So he says, let's look at this thing from the standpoint of personal gross domestic product, personal GDP, and the personal happiness index. And if we can do better when it comes to our personal gross domestic product, then perhaps we will do better when it comes to looking at our happiness and what are those things in gross domestic product that you're looking at? You're looking at things like natural resources, right? What are the natural resources that you have? What are your talents? What are your skills? And then you do a self-assessment on that. What is the health and infrastructure? Are you healthy? Do you have a good sound mind and body? Are you able to go to work and do the work because you're taking care of yourself? That's another thing. Human capital. How well do you deal with other people? How well do you um, have the skills to focus, to be innovative, to be composed, to have poise, to have composure. How well do you do those? That's what he's looking at for gross domestic product. And on the happiness side, he's looking at a lot of different things and saying that in order to do that, there has to be sort of a positive effect that we are going to be able to lay out the direction that we want to take our company and we want it to be in a positive way to ultimately allow our people to follow along with us. We need to have social support. We need to have things and people around us. And sometimes we also have to have negative effect. We have to have a little bit in the back of our mind that says, you know what, this may not go exactly the way I want to, but I'm going to be prepared for that as well. The thing about Nick Vazaka's book that I like so much is that there are things throughout He's a Pittsburgh guy, and he makes a tremendous number of really salient points and reinforces them with Pittsburgh people. For instance, the time that he met Frank Fuhrer, who is the head of Fuhrer Wholesale, which is one of the largest beer distributors in the, in the country. And when you walk into Fuhrer Wholesale, on the front, there are these words, integrity, fairness, consistency. These philosophies are the cornerstone on which our company was founded and has prospered. The meaning of my life is to help others find the meaning of theirs. Frank B. Fuhrer saying that if you don't know what it is that you stand for, how are you going to help other people understand that as well? There are so many things about this book that even if you are not somebody who has a team of people reporting to you, you're not a sales manager, you're not a CPA who is running uh, the company as the chief financial officer, you're not somebody who is the president of a nonprofit who has hundreds and hundreds of people who are raising money for you in the development office. These are principles that can certainly make a lot of difference. And I want to get to a few more of those principles before we go. But we're talking about when leadership hits the fan, Nick Fazaka's book, and why I think that there's a lot to be gleaned from it. Whether you are a leader in terms of your title or whether you are a leader of people at your church, of your family, of your school, 
in any number of other areas. And we're going to continue on with Rick's reading list when leadership hits the fan right after this quick break, because it's 345. Rick's reading list rolling on on this Tuesday afternoon. Normally do this Mondays, but yesterday because of the holiday, we put it on hold. And so more people would be able to uh, relate to it today. When leadership hits the fan, L-E-A-D-E-R-S-H-I asterisk is the official title by Nick Vizaka, Pittsburgh-based author, a CEO here in the healthcare facility uh, management facility. Uh, one of the things he says in Chapter 6, and I love this because this is what I really, really like about the way that Nick put this together. This is not a book of a bunch of checklists that say, if you do this and you check this off, I check that off and you do this and you do that, oh, I still got to work on box number three and box number seven, and then I'm going to be a good leader. No, he does it this way. He gives you examples that you can understand. Early in my career, when I was a financial analyst for a major hospital, I learned one of the most valuable lessons of my career. At 5 o'clock every day, my boss would come to my cubicle. And if I didn't turn off the computer itself, he would reach over and turn it off for me. First time it happened, I couldn't believe it. What's happening? How rude. Did I save that file? His reasoning was simple. Look, we're not surgeons or physicians here. We don't have a chest cracked wide open in front of us. It needs to be fixed right now. So if you're staying here until six o'clock with the amount of work that I know that I gave you, either you're trying to kiss up and I don't like a kiss up or you don't know what you're doing. This, of course, was completely contrary to my expectation that I show up early every day and stay late every day to prove that I was productive. And here's the quote from my boss that I always love. Just because you're doing something doesn't mean it's worthwhile. And that's what this book does, is it goes through and it takes these ideas that we have and turns many of them on their ear to say that just because we thought about doing it that way doesn't mean that that is the best way to do it. That there are soft skills in communication that are sitting down with somebody, sitting across from them, being able to see their response when you tell them something which is different than sending them an email. That there are different ways that you can go about doing the right thing when it comes to leading. I really enjoyed the book. And what I really, really enjoy is this summary. It all comes back to this. You have to choose your hard. You can choose the hard of unhappiness and mediocrity, or you can make the hard decisions and put in the hard work that will lead you to happiness and success. Worst thing you can do is nothing. And just look at this as another checklist that you finish and move on with no impact and no plan. The best thing you can do is pretty much anything. Interesting book and a really, really good sort of... uh, outline for how to think of things differently and do things differently, saying that if you're happy, you're going to be more productive rather than the other way around, and that if the people around you are happy, they too are going to be more productive, which then leads to a much more full, rich sense of life and enjoyment and being able to prioritize things. And I also love what he talks about, about being generous that we can't truly be successful until we are generous in giving, because that ultimately is what it comes down to. When Leadership Hits the Fan by Nick Vizaka, V-I-Z-Z-O-C-A. Global concepts can influence hard choices and inspire greatness. Great, great thing to think about. If you're looking for sort of a self-help leadership business type of book, highly recommended. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? 
Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.